The Water Values Podcast is sponsored by the following market-leading companies and organizations. By Ziptility, the only app utility crews need to find, fix, and manage infrastructure assets from the field. By Intera, geoscience and engineering solutions. By Xylem, let's solve water. By the American Waterworks Association, dedicated to the world's most important resource. And by Black & Veatch, building a world of difference. This is session 180. Welcome to the Water Values Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to water utilities, resources, treatment, reuse, and all things water. Now here's your host, Dave McGimsey. Hello and welcome to another session of the Water Values Podcast, as my daughter Sarah said. My name is Dave McGimsey, and thank you so much for joining me. And I also hope this finds you safe and healthy amidst the public health crisis we find ourselves in, with hospitals being overwhelmed, cases rising. Please be safe out there. And this is kind of the launch of our holiday season. So I hope everyone in the U.S. has a great Thanksgiving. Um, It's been a terrific year. We really appreciate it. I'm very thankful for, for example, our sponsors. Again, those sponsors are Ziptility, Intera, Xylem, the American Waterworks Association, and Black and & Veatch. And if you could please do me a favor, and if you work for or with any of these sponsors, please thank your boss or please thank your contact at that sponsor's firm and tell them you appreciate their leadership in the industry through the sponsorship. You'd be surprised how far that simple little note of thanks will go. And as long as you're letting the sponsors know how much you appreciate their support of water industry, education, and thought leadership, why not leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other podcast directory you access the podcast on would be greatly appreciated and helps others find out about and learn about the podcast. Well, we've got another great episode for you today. We've got Christina Rebellia. Christina launched Western Water Market earlier this year, and Christina comes on to share with us her entrepreneurial journey in the water sector. She saw a need and created it, and that's what a lot of us want, right? We want to go out and, and make a difference. Well, she had the gumption to do it. So congratulations, Christina. The water sector needs more people like you. And you're going to find this interview absolutely terrific to, to see kind of how Christina determined the need, found the need, and then built the, the, the solution for that need. So now it's time to get on to our feature interview with Christina Rebellia of Western Water Market. So let's get that water flowing. Well, Christina, welcome to the Water Values Podcast. So glad you could come on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, it's terrific. I'm really glad to have you on. I'm excited to talk about uh, what we're going to talk about today. But first, before we get to that, Christina, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in water? Seattle area. Yay. I came over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Seattle native here. Seattle native here. Nice. Born at Sweet. I was born at Swedish. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I, I went to, um, to college in Ellensburg at Central Washington University yeah. in 99 and just never went back. So fell in love with the dry side of the state, the rural communities. Um, got my, my first degree in elementary education. And uh, an earth science and environmental studies minors, certainly had an interest in, in resource management, went back and got my master's in natural resource management. Um, and I worked for the Yakima Nation for four years as their environmental review coordinator 
really working to protect their rights and resources. Uh, got married, moved away, moved away a bit, still in eastern Washington, uh, but got a job as a project manager with a local water trust or statewide trust, Washington Water Trust. And that's where I really got into uh, water rights and, and buying and leasing water rights for in-stream flow. Yeah, terrific. And, and so tell me about what you're doing now. So now I'm the, the founder and director of operations for Western Water Market. We're a new online marketplace helping to connect water rate buyers and sellers locally across the West. Okay. And so um, I am curious as to what caused you to take this entrepreneurial leap. You know, you've, 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 you have a steady job, it's time to, and then you decide that, that uh, something in the market is telling you that this ought to happen. So can you, uh, can you describe why now is the right time and, and what, what opportunities you saw in the market? Sure. Yeah. So I was with Washington Water Trust for five years. And during that time, was really working hard to, to lease and acquire water rights and found how hard it was to actually connect with, with willing sellers. Um, same time, we were getting people coming to us who were interested in selling, but they weren't a good fit for, for our in-stream flow needs. So it was like, where do we send them? You know, maybe uh, this attorney over there, uh, perhaps the county might be interested, but there wasn't a, a place to go to make these connections. And so it was just this incredibly inefficient market that was really costly and hard to participate in. And so uh, that was, you know, my observations and experiences. And at the same time, uh, just in Washington, we were having this increasing distrust for outside investors coming in and acquiring water rights and moving them out of our headwater basins. Like there has got to be a better way. I just, I kept thinking that. And I had had this kind of, I still do, a really strong kind of entrepreneurial spirit uh, I had wanted to do some things in my, my previous job that I just couldn't do when I was, I was there working for an organization and, and felt like I, I've got to do this. I have to step out on my own and I'm not going to be able to work for a government agency or an organization or really perhaps even someone else's company to create the marketplace that I felt needed to be, to be created. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it's interesting. You're describing uh, uh, an inefficient market, so to speak. Um, and uh, so, 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 tell me that that was in Washington. You said that Western Water Market was uh, is is the, the water markets for the West, right? Just kind of what the name of the company is. And uh, so, so how did you how did you determine that this inefficient market extended beyond Washington? Were you handling water rights in other states, or how? Tell me what that connection, how you got there. Yeah, so I just solely focused on on Washington and Washington water rights. So people in the water rights world, you know, you specialize in, in places locally. So I was hyper-focused on Washington. Uh, but when I started to think about, you know, creating this, this market, I thought there's likely uh, a need elsewhere also. And started to look into it, was doing my research online. You know, are there other marketplaces like this in the West, and and no, I couldn't find that. You know, there's some listing services here and there, um, in certain locations and classifieds ads, but nothing, nothing like what we're creating with this kind of this online platform that everyone can use. And and to be completely honest, I I knew I had to scale outside of Washington for it to really be 
financially sustainable. Got it. Got it. Um, real, real quick, before we kind of get into some of the, the more, um, uh, more market specific issues that I, that I'd like to talk about, uh, can you talk about the legal side and maybe I'm asking this because I'm an attorney, but, uh, I, I, I know from, uh, experience in, in a couple of States that sometimes water rights are specific to a uh, use, for example, an ag use or something like that. And there may need to be a court proceeding or something to convert the water, right? How does the, how does the, that legal side and the differences in the water rights regimes amongst all those States, how does that play into to the market that you're creating? And, and yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask a compound question, so please, please feel free to answer that first one, and I'll follow up if I can remember it when we get there. Sure, sure. So Western Water Market is a simple online platform. It's essentially an online listing service that has water rate buyers, water rights sellers, geographically located, okay? It's very open, so it's essentially, again, a listing service. What we are bringing to the market in addition to that are the water right professionals, the attorneys and the consultants that are needed locally to make a transaction and a transfer happen. So Western Water Market doesn't have to know the all the legal details of something happening in Utah in a certain basin. That's why we're working with, with local professionals there that can assist buyers and sellers coming to the marketplace. Got it. Got it. Um, well, that I think that goes a long way towards answering my 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 next question. So you're you're really more just a, a clearinghouse. You're not the actual one who's providing services to help figure out all that stuff. They they'll they'll be local folks to actually get the deal closed once they've kind of found out uh, what water rights are available or for sale. Um, That's correct. So we are Western Water Market is like a neutral marketplace. So I'm a neutral market operator. Yeah. I'm not a broker. Right? Right. So that's again, why we're working with these professionals who can assist with the deals. Good deal. Uh, so, so in terms of this, you know, we're, you're trying to make a market more efficient than it was. Um, is there any risk of, you know, Mark a, before we reach the efficient market of kind of big players monopolizing, um, and buying up all, all the quote unquote good water rights. Uh, and I'm, I'm really kind of getting towards buy and dry. Uh, so can you talk a little about, about, you know, do you, what's your impression as to whether or not Western water market will, will uh, have a greater risk of, of the, of facilitating a buy and dry situation? may happen in in some circumstances we may see that occurring the great thing about the platform and with it kind of creating this increased transparency um, and openness is that we're going to start seeing more of maybe those trends or those things occurring and that's when we can use other maybe policy tools to address those local concerns my concern personally is that the status quo is the biggest threat so those buy and dry scenarios they have been occurring Right. They're continuing to occur and they're occurring because people have the, the resources and the knowledge um, to make them happen. Right. So water rate transactions are incredibly complex and can be very costly. So the people who are in the game now 
are those folks who know how to do it. Right. If we want to help keep water local, right, which, which I'm excited about, we've got to help people connect at the local level, you know, neighbors that are five miles down the, down the road, make that connection. If we don't get there, I do feel like we're going to have kind of this, this increased threat of, of a few, um, a few buyers really controlling the market. Yeah. Well, I, you may, you raise a really good point because uh, if someone wants to keep their water rights local, they, and they don't really know where to go to kind of advertise that, you know, the, rather than getting approached by the, the big city that wants to come out and buy the water rights to, to, to make that transfer, they can, you know, the, what you've created is a, 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 an information exchange to allow that to occur more easily. You've lowered the quote unquote transaction costs. Um, that, that's, that's, you know, I, and you made a great point also that buy and dry is going on right now. And so, um, the, the whole point is to try and get everything out into the open and more transparency usually leads to a better result. Um, what, what, you know, along with that, can you talk a little about, uh, you know, could, could the platform be used for, for big investors that want to make a play in the water rights space to, they could monopolize water rights. What, a, how, how do you address that issue? Sure. Yeah. Uh, they certainly could. So I'm not, uh, we are not, you know, <laughs> filtering those folks out. They're welcome to list as buyers on the platform. Um, and when they list as buyers on the platform, it, it may become a bit more apparent kind of what their intentions are. And so that's when hopefully that gives um, notice to our other buyers, whether they're, they're private, government, whoever they are, that there's, there's someone in this area who's looking to buy. Uh, if you want to buy as well or if you want to help ensure that those water rights stay local, um, list as a buyer as well. Okay, so well, well, let's let's talk about the issue of kind of like the legal side and getting the transfer done. I mean, what are there? Are, what what kind of policy tools are available, and what's going on in that sphere? And if it's if it's specific to a state, I'd, I'd appreciate you kind of identifying that as well. So in Washington, we're looking at different policy tools right now uh, to address the concerns of of out of basin downstream transfers. And there's some exciting ideas that people are considering. Um, you know, of course, the the big one to start was just to prohibit those those transfers altogether to to really um, stop the transfers from occurring. And I'm excited about the idea of actually being able to move those water rights back upstream. Mm-hmm. So we've had some professionals here who have suggested, hey, there are ways that we can do this without impairing water rights or move them back to their original point of diversion. And so taking this idea of, you know, these are permanent transfers, the water's never coming back, kind of that big fear and saying, hey, well, maybe maybe it can, and a market can help facilitate that. That to me is exciting. Uh, the others are conservation easements, so actually purchasing the right to transfer those, uh, those water rights out of basin. That's something else that we're considering. Another one is first right of refusals, giving... Uh, local governments or nonprofits the ability to, um, or giving them the right to to negotiate a deal before an out of out of basin or out of state investor looks to purchase them. Mm-hmm. Do do you have a sense of um, that? That just kind of strikes me. Uh, do you have a sense of of who's buying or who's, you know, you you, you mentioned earlier uh, that if a big 
you know, an institutional investor comes in and is trying to buy water rights, people will know because they're, they'll be on there trying to, you know, obviously find, find property. I mean, do you have a sense of, is, is it being used like that or, uh, or is it more, um, I don't want to say people who have a legitimate interest, but is it more uh, people that really have a need right then and there for additional water? So in Western water market right now, it's people who have a, a legitimate local need for yeah. water and uh, folks locally that are interested in, in leasing or selling their water rights. Yeah. Oh, so that's a great, that's a great point. It's not just sales, it's also leases. Talk, talk to me, talk to me about the leasing aspect of, of, um, of get, transferring water rights. How, how do you go about doing that? Or, I mean, what's, what, what are the terms, things of that nature? Sure. So in Washington right now, one of the tools we're using is, is actually creating water banks. So the water is, is vetted by the state first. Um, and the, the water right holder knows exactly how much they have and how much they can transfer and when. And so coming to, to the market or working with one of these banks you you can get water fairly quickly. In in our drought year last year, uh, folks were able to get uh, water within two weeks, which is huge. They're not waiting two years. Uh, they're waiting two weeks. And so water banking has been a great tool here in, in Washington. So certainly uh, water rights are leased in, in other places. I'm mostly familiar with the environmental market and, and leasing um, water rights for in-stream flow. But again, Similar to purchasing water rights, it can be a really lengthy process, fairly inefficient, both in finding uh, and connecting those, those the lessors and the lessee, and then also um, going through the transaction process, the transfer process. Mm-hmm. That's most cumbersome. Yeah, yeah. Can you walk us through... Um... If I want to, if I want to become a buyer of water rights, how do I, how do I do that? What, what do I, what, what are the the steps I need to jump through to get listed, and and how does a typical deal work? Uh, to list as a as a buyer on Western Water Market, you have a few options. So one is you can list yourself, so you can pay forty nine dollars a month uh, to list as a buyer, flat fee monthly subscription. You can cancel any time, or you can choose to work with a water right professional who can list for you and help manage those inquiries. That's on the buyer's side. Uh, If you're looking to sell, similarly, you can list yourself as the water right holder, or you can work with a professional who can list for you again to help manage those, those inquiries to see if it's a good fit or not. Yeah. Um, And if you want to get connected with one of these uh, water rights professionals, how do you, I mean, do you have a a kind of a directory of those folks or do you need or does does that community kind of know about you? How, how does that piece of it work? Yeah, so if you go to westernwatermarket.com, you can click search professionals. It's going to take you to the market. If you go to westernwatermarket.com and search water rights for sale or lease, right next to those buttons to filter, you're going to see search professionals. So you can search professionals geographically as well. So it's right there, super simple. And that's this platform is really, it really needs these local professionals to assist. So throughout the, throughout the website, we are continuously pointing people back to those professionals who can help. Got it. Got it. And, and just to, to, to refresh my memory, when did you start this service? February of this year. So February, twenty. So it's been going about six months. All right. Um, wh- wh- how do you, 
So there may be a listing price. Someone can pay more, someone can pay less. You know, it's just a matter of getting the information out there. Uh, you know, uh, how how do you go about, you know, if, if you have an outside investor um, uh, or someone that's just willing to pay more than than what have you, how do you, how do you ultimately transfer the water rights and, and get that economic value downstream? Sure. So they're going to have to work with the, a water right consultant or attorney who can assist with that process. So they need to go through, one, you've got to make sure it's a good match. It's a valid water right. It's transferable. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a professional can help with that. You have a purchase and sale agreement that's really pending state approval for affirming those those water rights. Um, then you put in a change application, again, working with a professional who can assist with that. Uh, and the state makes their, their approval to, to transfer the water rights, and it, it happens. So that's a really simplified kind of uh, <laughs> walkthrough there. It's a lot more complicated and can often take uh, a few years in certain places for that process to, to play out. Right, right. Um, how, how uh, I'm just kind of curious how you are getting, getting the word out, because like you say, you've launched, been, been out there about six months. Um, my guess is it's not fully built out, uh, would be my suspicion because it's only been out there less than a year. Uh, but in any event, I'm just kind of curious, what's the reception been like? How are you building the network? How are folks finding out about you? What, what about sure. that, that angle? Yeah. So when I opened, uh, opened the site in actually January, I had example listings that I took to my professional network in Washington to give them an idea of, of what this could be, what my thoughts were. Uh, and I had a few that were really excited. So those are our founding members here in Washington state who said, yeah, we believe in what you're doing. We want to be part of this. And so they help seed the market as professionals with water rates for sale and lease and buyers. Uh, so once we, we did that in February, uh, we opened it up and it's just been growing and at least since then. So we certainly have Google ads up and we're creating our SEO on Google. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, a huge one for us though is LinkedIn. That's where I'm doing a lot of my professional networking and the professionals I'm working with are also networking and sharing Western water market. So it's growing that way as well. Uh, I'm excited. We just moved into California with um, a law firm there who came to us as a referral from another law firm that we were working with in Utah and Oregon. So it's really just this great community of professionals who believe in what, what we're doing. That's awesome. That's, ter- that's terrific. Ah, uh, well, very, very good. So, so could you kind of just without naming names, you know, kind of a, on a no names basis, just talk about a, a deal or two that have, that have gone through the site. Sure. So uh, we haven't had, to my knowledge, any completed transactions to date yet. We've had several inquiries that have came through for water rights for sale, both in Washington and Idaho, um, which is exciting. So I don't know the details of where they're at in in discussions, uh, but but they have been occurring. Okay. So uh, very good. And um well, you know, Christina, you've been absolutely terrific. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. I've learned I've learned a lot because this is not an area that I I kind of uh, work in routinely, and so uh, I just wanted to uh, to say thank you. I really have enjoyed our conversation and learned a lot. Uh, b- but before we head out, uh, do you have a leave behind message, or what what would you want the listeners to remember about this interview? 
<laughs> my takeaway message is probably not as fitting as it is given the conversation we actually had. Um, so hold on just a second. Let me. No, well, what, what, well, we can. Okay, Matt, actually, maybe it will work. Maybe it will work. No, I think this will work. It's not that profound, but let's, I'll do this, okay? Yeah. There's a few things that come to mind. First is, um, you know, it's it's easy to to vilify uh, private investors or those those big buyers, and I think it's important for us to to keep an open mind and to see the opportunities that we can actually uh, create when when we work with them rather than against them. So in Washington, the private sector has helped solve a lot of really um, severe water supply challenges that we've we've had. Uh, they've been able to do things quicker, the private market, uh, than, than the government has. And so I think working with with the private sector, with private investors, uh, can be a huge, a huge opportunity to help solve um, our biggest water supply challenges in, in the West. I'd also add <laughs> Okay. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. I'm That's, so sorry. That is no problem. I'm just not good at this. No, you're uh, fine. You're fine. I think lastly, um, I'd love to leave with your listeners the idea that uh, creating a, a more open and efficient market is is one that really lifts everyone up. So I've, I've heard from professionals before that, uh, you know, I've, I've made money off this closed system, um, a more closed system. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about this. And I would just uh, encourage everyone to think about the opportunities, both in, in solving our water supply challenges, but in also creating good business um, and a, an active market that lifts everyone. Yeah, I, I think those are wise words. I, I especially like the latter because when – and I think it, it marries up to the former, right? In, in that uh, if, if you're upset about this opening the door for big institutional investors, well, guess what? All she's doing, all you're doing is bringing this out into the light, bringing things out into the light and letting everybody participate rather than just the select few that are in the, the smoke filled back room. So um, we appreciate everything you're doing in the water sector out there. Uh, thank you so much, Christina, for coming on. I've really enjoyed our conversation and uh, we'll talk to you. Oh, I, I should ask one last thing. How stupid of me. Um, for those folks who do want to find out more about you and more about Western Water Market, where do they go to get that information? Sure. You can, uh, you can find us at westernwatermarket.com and also uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Christina Rebellia. Great. Thanks so much, Christina. Great speaking with you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. Sounds uh -huh. great. You bet. Bye. Well, terrific interview by Christina. I really liked her entrepreneurial spirit, the way she saw a need and went out and created the solution. Uh, and it's it's kind of funny because even uh, since we recorded this earlier this year, I've noticed on LinkedIn that they've that Western Water Market has moved into new states and has built partnerships with other uh, market players. And so she's really doing a terrific job. You should check her out. Well, let me know what you liked about the podcast. You can also tweet about the podcast using the hashtag water values and tweet at me using my handle at DTM1993. 
You can email me at david.mcgimsey at dentons.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter at the landing page on Bluefield Research's site. Again, the Water Values Podcast is a separate entity from Bluefield, but Bluefield is nice enough, and we have a deal with them uh, to host the podcast for us. So thank you to Bluefield. Uh, You can also join the LinkedIn group. Just go to LinkedIn, search for the Water Values Podcast, and join on up. It's a great way to get stay in, stay in the loop and become informed. And thank you again for tuning in. And as we head into the holiday season, another very thankful uh, for the, our sponsors. And those sponsors, again, are Ziptility, Intera, Xylem, the American Waterworks Association, and Black and & Veatch, a great group of sponsors who are leaders in the industry uh, and great, great benefactors of the water sector. So thank you again to those sponsors. And I hope everyone out there has a safe and healthy holiday season. Well, in closing, please remember to keep the core message of the Water Values Podcast in mind as you go about your daily business. Water is our most valuable resource, so please join me by going out into the world and acting like it. listening to the Water Values Podcast. Thank you for spending some of your day with my dad and me. Well, thank you for tuning in to the disclaimer. I'm a lawyer licensed in Indiana and Colorado, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as providing legal advice or as establishing an attorney-client relationship with you or with anyone else. Additionally, nothing in this podcast should be considered a solicitation for professional employment. I'm just a lawyer that finds water issues interesting and that believes greater public education is needed about water issues. And that includes enhancing my own education about water issues because no one knows everything about water.